Hello friend, I am Maria, and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, higher realms, the mysteries of the universe, and source consciousness. I use hypnosis to get into a deep theta state where I am able to connect to and embody my higher self. This particular episode is from a series we call Conversations with a Collective. In this series, I'm accessing the depth and the breadth of the collective human consciousness on planet Earth. What unfolds is a monologue that is dictated by the questions and comments that I receive back from the collective. Enjoy! For those of you that don't know, my book, my first book, is now out. It is called 72 Keys to Manifestation or An Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. It is a child of love. And this book is going to change your life. This book is about manifestation. I also wanted to let you know that I have charged it personally for anybody that purchases this book to literally set you up with the right frequencies for abundance. Literally, this book is going to be a true catalyst in your life. I'm not kidding you guys. There is real white magic that is working through this book. There is a barrier to entry that, you know, I as a being of light, I, I have my own guides that work with me. Um, they wanted to have a barrier to entry on the ancient knowledge that came through this book, right? Hence the price. But, but if you feel serious about unlocking your abundance, this is the book for you guys. I'm not kidding. It's going to work with your body, with your energy field on more levels than one. It is a multi-layered book. There are only a few books like that on the face of planet earth today it is quite rare so if you want to check it out and if you want to really literally notice and see the big difference of and having your life transform highly recommend you get yourself a copy do yourself a favor you'll thank me later i promise hello everyone and welcome to another episode of conversations with a collective today we have a very very exciting topic so for those of you that remember, in the episode number 93 of this podcast, we spoke about the framework that I call the five-pointed star framework. Uh, this is essentially a framework that deals with the evolution of the worlds. And when I say worlds, I mean the world of the matrix, essentially planets, planetary systems. And um, that evolution happens from a T 2D space essentially into a 12D or dimension, um, space and it happens according to a certain set of rules and laws. Uh, for those of you that you know haven't, for one reason or another, haven't heard that episode, I strongly encourage you to go and check it out because this is a very foundational episode for planet Earth. Um, I believe that that is a very important knowledge that really needs to be taken into account. As you guys are thinking and trying to evaluate your personal path to evolution, your personal path to um, development, as well as if you're trying to understand what exactly is happening at this point in time on planet Earth, it certainly feels like things are heating up. It certainly feels like we are amidst the time of massive change. And it is very much created by design. So in episode 93, um, I essentially explained a very simple framework um, that is used by the architects of the matrix, the great intelligence, the grand intelligence behind, um, you know, our reality. 
Um, and that framework really very much informs how planets evolve and how species evolve over time. In that framework, just a quick refresher, um, the five-pointed star framework says that in perfectly evolved worlds, um, there are five points of a star that are activated that essentially represent complete conscious beings and complete conscious planets. They also represent unity, the way that source consciousness understands it. And the five points of the star are as follows. The first one is the intellect or the divine masculine. The second one is the heart or the divine feminine. The third one is spirit. The fourth one is love. And the fifth one is truth. So generally what you see with worlds, as worlds, planets get created, species get created, they start with essentially no points of the star activated. And there is a path selected for them, a path of development. And it generally starts with one point of the star being selected as the jumping off point. For planet Earth, that point of the star was the pillar of the intellect or the point of the intellect. So essentially divine masculine. So it was decided. And by the way, planet Earth is not the only planet um, in the solar system. Essentially every planet that you see. Um, is clustered according to that same principle. So they would have their intellect pillar um, activated at this moment in time. The point that I was making in the uh, in you know in the episode about the framework was that currently, in order for humanity to upgrade and in order for humanity to get to the next level, what needs to happen is another point of the star needs to start getting activated. And the reason being is we're we, and by we, I, I really mean planet Earth as like Gaia as a planet, right? Not necessarily the this, this species that live on planet Gaia. Uh, so planet Gaia is moving into five dimensional consciousness, right? So planet Earth, the vibrations of planet Earth are rising. Now, whether the humanity is going to follow suit or not in its entirety remains to be seen. Um, yeah, I, I guess I like to think that we first have to do the work before we can evolve with the planet Earth. And essentially what needs to happen right now is one of the other four points of the star needs to get activated. There is no other path to evolution. Um, just to bring it, you know, kind of like up a notch a little bit, because you guys know I like zooming out. I like showing you the big picture so we can then zoom in. And so then we can do, you know, bring it um, like to your level so you can understand how the bigger picture relates to you. But I always want you to be as informed as possible. So there are many different paths um, that worlds, third dimensional worlds evolve, but essentially it always happens by activating the second point of the five pointed star one way or another. Essentially dimensions two and three are where worlds get just one point of the star activated. Dimensions, um, you know, five and six have two points of the star activated. And then essentially you get another point activated um, every other dimension, if that makes sense. All right. So um, not every path of evolution is created equal. Um, there are worlds that choose to activate different points of the star. I will say that, and I've said that before, um, there are certain aspects that are a lot more likely to be activated on planet Earth. So I find the aspect of the heart of the divine feminine, um, the aspect of truth and the aspect of love to be within humanity's reach. 
while they're not very easy, and that path may not be a very seamless path to evolution, those are definitely possibilities. Um, as far as planet Earth is, is concerned, I would strongly not recommend going after the pillar of spirit because that is a fairly complicated pillar. Generally easier to integrate that beyond dimension seven. Okay, um, today uh, what I wanted to talk about actually is the pillar of the heart or the pillar of the divine feminine. I think it's time that we went and explored what that means, right? Because essentially it's, I, I, I believe it's my role to let you know what your options are and it's up to humanity to make a choice and potentially it's up to you individually also to make a choice which pillar or pillars you would like to use and practice and master in order to move on to bigger and better things. Now, again, not to sound like a broken record, you will be missing the context unless you go back and re-listen to episode 93. Just saying, right? Because um, 93 is a very foundational episode. It talks a lot about and essentially it proves why planet Earth currently is at the pillar of the intellect and the divine masculine. So for those of you that are doubting that planet Earth has only one pillar integrated, by integrated, I don't mean that humanity has figured out the pillar of the intellect completely, but humanity is well on the way and this pillar is considered activated. Now, whether the human shadow, the collective shadow around intellect and divine masculine has been worked through, I think is a whole other subject and a whole other topic, you know, and, and, Truly, the answer is it hasn't been eradicated yet. However, masculine energies are very present on planet Earth, whereas feminine energies are at best suppressed. So one way to look at divine feminine, and this episode is going to be devoted to divine feminine, is from the perspective of the heart, right? It is a very actually simple, simplified way of looking at divine feminine. Now, div divine feminine at its highest is the female face of God, the female face of source, right? So if we went to the absolute highest echelon of divine femininity, we would be faced with the female face of God. At one point, I actually intend to do an entire episode about the Great Mother and how you can start working with a Great Mother because part of the revival of the energies of the divine feminine on planet Earth is connecting to the divine, uh, divine Mother uh, understanding what she stands for, understanding what her mission is, understanding what she wants um, or what she her vision is, frankly, for planet Earth, right? That is just one way that we could look at divine feminine. Essentially, each of you, each of you carry within yourself a portion of the energies of the great mother. So each of you, obviously, as a human, your you, you don't your energy doesn't just belong to one particular gender. Um, you have both feminine and masculine qualities, both both feminine and masculine energies, right? Now, this is not to say, right, that right now you are um, projecting forth the feminine side of your energies in the most optimal way possible. On planets where um, the divine feminine, the heart principle is not activated, even the souls that have you know, that are high vibrational souls, say older souls, right? Um, evolved souls. When they come down, when they descend here, even they have a hard time expressing their heart and their feelings and, and, and that, you know, space, uh, divine feminine space. 
um, they, they have a hard time expressing it to the fullest of their ability and to the level that they would be able to do in worlds where this pillar is activated. Okay. Um, again, one way to think of this aspect of the star, one way to think of this pillar is the heart. The heart is a very simplified way of perceiving divine femininity. However, it is a really, really good proxy with what we can start, right? In the same way that intellect is a very rudimentary, very simplified way of perceiving masculinity, especially divine masculinity, because divine masculinity goes above and beyond the intellect, right? Or rationality. It is just so much more complex and layered. The same way goes for divine femininity. We would we shouldn't really just reduce um, divine feminine and the fe fem female face of God to the concept of the heart. However, it's a good place to start. And that is exactly what we're going to start with today. We are going to be talking about the heart and we're going to be talking about heart energies today. And also, uh, hopefully towards the end of this episode, um, what I would like to do with you is I would like to activate your higher heart. And that is going to be a very, very exciting exercise. I hope that each of you um, is going to walk away feeling a lot more activated, feeling a lot more in tune and in touch with your surroundings, with yourself and the world around you. And I hope that you would, you know, end up leaving this episode um, or finishing this episode much better prepared to activate and really fully live in the energies of um, Divine Feminine. Okay, as always, you know, this is an interactive format um, that we've been doing for the past 10 episodes or so. And during this episode, I get to connect to the entirety of the human collective on planet Earth. So for me, essentially, this feels like each of you is sitting right in front of me. So it feels like we are in a large room, if you will. And so I'm able to perceive what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and even ask, you know, essentially we could we could interact. So I'm able to hear your questions if you have any. Um, so, you know, there's probably going to be a time um, during today's episode where I'm going to ask you if you have any questions or if anything was clear. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll get to interact and, um, you know, that way you will get your questions answered. Um, also, um, I will be, you know, I, I reserve the right. <laughs> I hope you, you don't mind to kind of like scan the collective to make sure that you guys are understanding everything that I'm saying, because obviously I'm doing this for you. And I want to make sure that you walk away feeling really confident that I understand that you understand what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. I think we have alignment and why don't we dive right in into the energies of the heart? All right. So the heart is a tool, you guys. The heart is a receptacle and a sift for all of your emotions, all of your emotional states. Third dimensional hearts tend to be very basic type sift tools or sift machines, if you will. So think of it as um, it, kind of like a bicycle and not necessarily like a race car. You know, when it comes to the level of sophistication, as far as hearts are concerned, this is not to say that there's anything wrong with your hearts by any stretch of imagination. Uh, also, let me explain what I mean. So there are many different ways to, sh shall I say there are different layers or different levels 
of understanding the aspect of divine femininity in the same way that there are different levels and layers to understanding the aspects of divine masculinity. Third dimensional worlds, as, as a class of worlds, as a type of world, offer you a very limited emotional spectrum with which you could play. So think of it, you know, I'm just trying to give you like a very, very simple analogy. Imagine that the full range of the spectrum is like the colors of the rainbow, red to violet or red to purple. And imagine that um, in third dimensional worlds, um, you only get access to the shade, the different shades of red within the rainbow spectrum. And, you know, essentially none of the other colors are available to you. This is actually a really good analogy, a really good proxy for what is happening. So your heart, um, your third dimensional heart, is only able to be attuned, is only able to filter through, is only able to receive, process, and emanate a certain range of emotions. In this particular case, it's a very limited range of emotions, kind of like the red spectrum of the rainbow. Um, as hearts evolve over time, so as we start to, you know, if we could travel across dimensions right now, you would be able to see that quite visually and quite clearly. That as we move up the ladder, the dimensional ladder, what ends up happening is that range becomes bigger and bigger and better and, and wider. So when we reach dimension number 12, essentially you're going to see the full spectrum of all the colors of the rainbow and all the in-between, the full range of emotions being available for processing, if that makes sense at the 12th dimensional level. Third dimensional worlds are not as sophisticated and very much so by design. Again, nothing is happening to you. It is all happening for you. And the reason that third dimensional worlds have access to a fairly small range of emotions is because this is kind of like a treadmill. This is like a training ground. This is not the marathon yet, you guys, where you get... Um, you know, onto a stadium and you run it like in front of an audience, like when you're a pro kind of, this is still like training, right? So your, um, your hearts are in training, if that makes sense. And again, when I say your hearts, you know, I'm very cognizant. Let, let me just make you, let me make one disclaimer. I'm very cognizant of the fact that a lot of souls that are going to be listening to this podcast are exceptionally evolved souls, right? So there are souls that are incarnated today that, have mastered the full spectrum of emotions, right? Literally the full rainbow. So by no means am I trying to offend you by, by you know, kind of like reducing you to a third dimensional being. So please, please don't, don't, um, don't worry. I see you. I feel you. Um, however, we're talking, I think, about the vast majority of the population of planet Earth, not necessarily light workers, not necessarily star seeds that came here and, and showed, showed up just for this um, <laughs> grand unveiling and, 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 and for this um, transition, shall I say. So for the rest of you, right, um, there's only, um, you know, essentially your, your hearts are still kind of like more or less nascent from, from the higher perspective, right? So your hearts can only take so much. So you, here's like a good way to think about it. Um, I think you, you guys are all familiar with the concept of lungs having capacity, um, of how much air your lungs can hold on to. Like think about divers, right? Um, think about holding your breath underwater. You know, for an average human, you know, you can hold your breath underwater without training for about a minute, maybe two minutes, um, at which point you start, you know, you really need to take that breath in. 
obviously for divers, you know, they train their bodies to be able to hold their breath for like seven minutes up to 10 minutes even. Um, and then there are obviously techniques to be able to do that. But like one of the ways that they achieve that is through increasing their lung capacity. Again, they're not born kind of like having that 10 minute lung capacity. So it's, it's, it's training, right? So you have to gradually increase the time underwater, um, you know, every time. And eventually you're going to be able to go, you know, without water for like a pretty long period of time. Same thing with your heart. Think of your heart as having capacity. And think of, um, you know, there's like a certain level of capacity that is your default setting. Over time, what ideally should happen to your heart is by processing more and more emotions and dealing, quote, quote unquote, dealing with those emotions successfully, responding to them in a way and processing them in a way that they're meant to be processed, over time would increase your heart capacity. So your heart capacity is the biggest proxy, right? And is the biggest sign for how much divine femininity you have been able to anchor into your body. Um, I hope that what I just said made sense, right? So over time, as you increase the capacity of your heart to be able to receive more emotions. So like two, two, two things, right? Around the capacity of the heart that are worth mentioning. The different range, the range of emotions really matters for capacity, but also the intensity of the emotion uh, or the depth of the emotion. Intensity and depth are essentially one and the same thing, right? So first things first, right? Like, so as your heart grows over time and by over time, I don't just mean this life. I mean, incarnation after incarnation after incarnation, you're essentially are on a heart treadmill. So over time, two things are going to happen. First, you're going to start expanding your range, right? So you're going to go and you're going to start to be able to process emotions of a higher spectrum or a different spectrum. So say you start off just being able to process emotions of the red spectrum. As your evolution goes by, you you may be able to start receiving and processing some emotions of the yellow spectrum than the orange, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They may come randomly at you, right? And the way that works actually is you can think of it as your heart is being bombarded by all different colors of the rainbow. However, if you are not able to process that emotion, that emotion is not going to go through and it's just going to be reflected back um, into where it came from, right? And your heart is only going to be able to be a container for the emotions that you have dealt with before you can process or that are within your range, right? So the red rays essentially going to go through and penetrate your heart, whereas everything else is just going to be reflected back um, to the source. Um, so again, range is very important, right? Now, because all of these emotions are bombarding you at any point in time, essentially, it's only up to you, right, to be ready to receive more emotions. It's nobody else, like nobody up there, nobody upstairs decides, oh, it's like a perfect timing for her or for him to be able to process this new emotion. So let me send them like the blue frequency. And then all of a sudden, like somebody upstairs decides if you receive the blue frequency, you receive the blue frequency, and then you're like, okay, I can process it or not. That is not how this works. How this works is you're being bombarded with the full spectrum of the rainbow, but you're only able to absorb some and not others. 
over time, as you start absorbing new and new frequencies, right? Like maybe you absorb the yellow um, emotion once, then twice, and three times the yellow spectrum. All of a sudden, your floodgates kind of open. There's like a little bit of a saturation principle. And all of a sudden, your range becomes broader. And then you're able to receive every single thought of the yellow frequency or the yellow variety. And that is how you increase the range over time. And again, we're still in the bigger picture world, so bear with me. The second part, the second aspect of emotions and dealing with emotions is the depth or the intensity of your emotion. And that is exactly kind of like what it sounds like. Um, so your heart, apart from just having like velocity and capacity um, around the range, is also able to process a particular depth of frequency or intensity of the emotion. And I think a, a really, really good way to explain that would be think of your heart as being a lake. Hearts that are able to perceive emotions of a lot of intensity are like deep lakes um, where, you know, you can kind of just like uh, if you're a swimmer, right? And if you you know, if or a diver, if you dove deep, like you wouldn't hit the bottom so quickly, right? You can just like keep descending, 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 would not hit the 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 floor of the lake, the bottom of the lake. Um, for hearts that don't have enough depth of them, they can only process emotions that have a very light intensity, if that makes sense. So any you know any emotion, um, it could be I don't know joy. Joy, for instance, is like a, a really really good example. Different people have a different capacity for feeling emotions, as in just because you are feeling joyful in the moment and your best friend is feeling joyful in the moment, even if you're going through the same experience, you are going to be feeling different levels of joyful. And that different levels of joyful is going to be dependent on the depth of your heart center. The depth of your heart center is actually essentially how that aspect of your heart is trained is by you being receptive to certain frequencies and taking them in and not becoming overwhelmed by them. So here's kind of like how I just want to give you an example so you understand what, what that means. Imagine that your heart is a cup and like literally like a cup, like a, a mug whatever, like a, a small mug that you would put your coffee, your tea in. And then imagine that the level of intensity of emotion that's coming through, like joy, for instance, right? Uh, yellow emotion, joy is yellow. Imagine that that emotion is the size of the Atlantic Ocean. And then imagine that that Atlantic Ocean is trying to be fit into that, um, to, or to fit itself, essentially, into that mug. It's going to fail miserably because there's not enough room in the mug of your heart for the entirety of the Atlantic Ocean. And that is just the fact of life, right? Until, you know, maybe over time as your heart grows, who knows, right? Um, so essentially, intensity um, or the, the depth of somebody's heart is developed over time by the person being able to hold on to bigger and bigger quantities of emotion, so imagine that mug kind of like would grow over time and be able to encapsulate more and more and more of that ocean, right? And so you kind of start developing that depth of emotion 
that you're able to feel that is unique to you and again is reflective of the experiences that you've had in your past lives and that is again going back to my example with your friend if you by you know for one reason or another in past lives and going through your evolutionary journey were able to contain within and to receive bigger amounts of particular frequencies and particular emotions so you know it's it's kind of like having your heart so open, having your heart space so open that more can come in. And your friend, let's say, didn't do that type of work. And let's say their heart was a little bit more closed down, you know, so they received even less of the flow, less of the stream. Then you would essentially would have trained your heart to be able to perceive deeper feelings. So yes, those feelings are more intense. Generally, people with hearts that are more involved feel things deeper. So don't ever think that you feel exactly how others feel. I'll give you an example. Um, a really good proxy for understanding how deep your heart goes is do you cry when you watch movies? Or do you cry or like, you know, when you listen to music sometimes? So like if you, and listen, I don't just talk to women, by the way. <laughs> I mean men in here as well. Somehow I'm just like, as I'm tuning into humanity, they're like, is she kidding? Like what, you know, what normal quote unquote dude is going to like cry at a movie? You know, and I'm not saying like weep for like 10 hours after a movie, but like, you know, one lone tear <laughs> still, you know, still considered like crying during the movie. So how do I know that this is a good proxy for how deep your heart goes is because Essentially, you know, we have a movie theater, right? Let's just say it's a movie theater and they're all watching Titanic. But some people are going to cry six times during this movie and others are not going to cry at all. And then they're not even going to feel like they're going to feel something. They might like, by the way, oh, Titanic is obviously a very popular movie. So a lot of the people that are going to leave the movie theater are going to be very happy with the movie, or at least they're, they, you know, like they would have considered that being a good movie. Like they all kind of enjoyed the movie, but the level of emotion that different people went through just now as an experience would really differ. So if you're the person that cries a lot at movies, it's not that you're the crybaby or the sentimental kind. It is actually you guys have a bigger capacity, like your heart's capacity is larger. So essentially, you have more potential as it relates to integrating divine feminine. And in fact, you're probably going to be called in this lifetime to start integrating that more and more and more because make no mistake, planet Earth is on the path of ascension, which means that planet Earth as Gaia as a consciousness, she would prefer to evolve with the major species of humans, right, that inhabit it. That is planet's preference. Does that have to happen? Absolutely not. Gaia will evolve just fine without humans. I'm just saying, you guys, it has happened before where planets moved on and, you know, and species that inhabited the planets did not. Quick example, dinosaurs. Pretty sure you heard they died out. Planet moved on, dinosaurs didn't. I'm just saying, um, like the dominating species doesn't have to survive. That is not the prerequisite of planetary development. The predominant species is only going to survive if that serves the greater whole. Because don't forget that the illusion of separation is just that, an illusion. So essentially, you guys are not terribly separate from your planet. From my perspective, you're, you're kind of like one type of consciousness that is just like very closely intertwined right? So 
Gaia would prefer to keep you. And for people, so like what's going to happen in the coming decade is a lot of people with a higher capacity for experiencing emotion with a higher heart capacity are going to get all kinds of wake up calls and all kinds of different shapes and sizes um, to live more conscious lives, to live more mindful lives, to go on journey of self-exploration, to dig deeper and understand. And, you know, even enough of, of these kinds of people are going to get spiritual callings of all kinds, whether that is like a personal awakening or actually being, you know, on a planetary mission and helping others, right? So make no mistake, if you cry at movies... <laughs> <laughs> your strings are going to be pulled in the coming um, in the coming years. Just be ready, right? And again, you're not a crybaby. You're actually, I just want you to re like take a moment to recognize how rare you are for this planet. Really, I acknowledge you for that. And how much of a gift you are and your heart is um, in order to be able to change the frequencies because People with bigger hearts, with a lot of depth in their hearts, are the ones that are going to push the evolution of this planet further, make no mistake. They are kind of like that next echelon. They are the ones that are going to be at the front lines, pushing and like, you know, pulling the planet and the planetary energies and the energies of humanity as a species forward, make no mistake. So don't you ever underestimate the power of your compassion the power of your ability to feel the pain of others. Don't ever add, un, uh, underestimate that. And don't discount that as like a girly thing or like, um, like a, not a worthwhile thing. Or, oh my God, how do you like that? If, if a woman is too emotional, that means she's like PMSing or something. Like what a great fallacy, you guys. No, it doesn't mean that. It, it means she's trying to be a woman, which means she's probably integrating her divine feminine. Now, now, there is like a healthy way of dealing with emotion and an unhealthy way of dealing with emotion. If you're, if the emotion that's coming through right now, and that's actually a really, really important point to make, right? No, women are not PMSing for no reason, you guys. It's because the emotion that is coming through is so, it's like an avalanche, is so big, fat, huge that they don't know how to deal and they don't know how to cope. But, but because they don't know how to cope doesn't mean that that emotion stopped coming through. So it's kind of like, you know, standing under a waterfall of emotion and not just any waterfall, but like a really, really crazy big waterfall, like Niagara Falls type of waterfall and not being able to take a breath because essentially the water is dripping all over you and you're like, whoa, whoa, enough, enough emotion, enough, can't process, can't process. That's essentially what PMS is. So actually dumbing yourself down with all types of pills or painkillers or what have you is not a way to deal with emotion. That's a way to forget that there is a waterfall. <laughs> that waterfall is still going to keep falling, you guys, right? And by the way, your heart's capacity is not going to increase anyhow. But essentially, if, if everybody, right, if everybody was able to process the emotions, or should I say, let me rewind that and actually rephrase that. What is the purpose of the heart? Truly, the purpose of the heart in the ideal world, if, if we could have it any way we want, would be this, or the function, shall I say, of the heart is this. It's to be able to take in any amount of emotion or feeling frequency 
that is being thrown your way and being able to deal with it effectively. You are all very familiar with the concept of overwhelm, right? Some people, quote unquote, get overwhelmed easily and other people don't. Why do you think that is? An overwhelm is a state where someone feels that they're not able to process the emotions effectively. So they're being hit with an emotion. They're not able to process that emotion effectively or quickly or fast enough. Because they're not able to process that emotion fast enough, there is a bottleneck that is being created. So it's kind of like a very, very busy highway that kind of had like a car accident and like it stopped all traffic. You know, that emotion is supposed to like all like the, the emotions still keep coming. You know, the traffic doesn't stop because it's a busy highway. Um, so it keeps coming, 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 but it's a bottleneck and the body is not able to process emotion. Very often you guys would experience overwhelm as like a byproduct of stress. But I want for you to get something really, really clear. It's not the fact that like what overwhelms you is not too much to do. It's not the like presence of some physical activity that or activities that are piling up. It's the feeling that gets created in your body, emotional body for in, in this particular instance, as a response to the pressure from the outside world. So that is why they say, hey, some people get overwhelmed easily and other people don't get overwhelmed easily. Really, what this means is, and oh, oh, oh they, another way that they would say it is like, oh, they're really cool, calm under pressure. No, they're not cool or calm under pressure. What it is, is they're able to process their emotions more effectively than somebody that is not cool and calm under pressure. How about I told you that 100% of humanity is meant to be cool under pressure? That is actually a really, really normal state of being. By the way, all the things that you guys perceive to be overwhelming in 3D, in 5D, not at all overwhelming. In 7D, not even challenging. Not even close to challenging. But for you, it's overwhelming. Why do you think that is? Because the capacity of your heart to intake incoming information in the form of feeling frequency, because that is the only information your heart is able to process, is not that great. Your capacity of the heart on, in 3D is not that great. So the path to integrating divine feminine and heart frequencies is to be able to increase the capacity of your heart for receiving and processing emotion. I think receiving is kind of self-explanatory, right? So you should think of your heart as kind of like a really, really cool vacation destination. I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. It gets bombarded with tourists all the time. It is that, such a hot destination. As And the tourists in this particular instance are feelings. So feelings go there to like on vacation, right? Frequencies go there all the time, right? So whether you'd like it or not, your heart is a receptive center. Receptivity, it's all about receiving. That's why the energies of divine feminine are all about receiving. Very often they're like, you know, the state of flow is actually divine feminine and divine feminine is all receiving. Yeah, duh, because divine feminine is the heart. So it's not like 
you know, divine feminine decided one day, oh, I think I'm going to be all about receiving. No, it's just a natural way that that energy manifests itself, right? It receives everything and very well and all the time. And then the second part that I mentioned earlier, so the heart is not just about receiving, but the heart is about processing, right? And I think like, again, like this topic keeps coming coming up all the time because, you know, psychosomatics and disease on this planet, or the, the state of health is dire, right? And disease is exceptionally prevalent. And one of the reasons that disease is really prevalent is actually a sign that the heart is not activated. That's another thing that I see. In third dimensional planets, this is a very important, I'm going to say something that's really freaking important, you guys, but you, you like, and you, this is a blind spot for you. So I'm going to open up a very, very big blind spot for you right now. Are you ready? Okay. In third dimensional planets that need to get on with opening their heart center and opening up to their divine feminine. And for those planets that are meant to do that, but are not doing that, are resisting that, what manifests itself is disease and not just disease, but more and more disease year, kind of like over year, decade after decade. And I don't mean like, uh, like pandemics, actually. I mean, like the chronic kinds or the things that like creep up at you that you didn't even know, like, uh, like, so it's, it's not like a viral anything. It's not a virus. I'm not talking about virus right now because we actually did make an episode about viruses. If you guys want to go and listen, that is a whole other ball ball game. I'm talking about chronic diseases as well as things like, like, so like chronic diseases, you know, essentially heart disease would fall straight up into, into this, into this bucket. All types of cancers are going to fall right into this bucket. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the population of the world is getting more and more unhealthy year over year over year. Now, you guys know me. You know me if you've listened to me enough. I don't believe in the bad guys. I mean, I do and I don't. I believe that all the bad guys that are here are here to serve a purpose and they're here at work, right? And again, like good and bad isn't a fascinating definition in the first place. So at face value, you'll be like, well, of course, Maria, what are you saying? Of course, we have more cancer. Of course, we have more heart disease. Of course, we have more people that are sick because look at the state of our food. Like look at all these GMOs and look at all these, uh, you know, um, antibiotics and everything else. And like at the state of pharma, it's like all these big bad guys, all these big bad corporations that are like essentially poisoning humanity. And you know what I'm going to tell you? Yeah, yeah, because disease needs to manifest itself on this planet as a wake-up call. Because humans actually are so deep asleep, they are not even sleeping, you guys. Human beings are in a coma as it relates to understanding who they are, why they came here, and what is the game that is being played in the first place. Complete, absolute lack of awareness of what's going on. They don't know nothing. I mean, I know that that is not a a grammatically correct statement, but it is true nonetheless. So these diseases, 
And the fact that, and by the way, humanity is going to keep every year. Humanity will keep getting sicker and sicker from here until you guys get the freaking point. You need to move on with opening the heart. I will keep explaining because there's so much confusion. Like, I don't know how she like connects everything. I will explain how I connect everything and how it all ties back together. The bad, okay, let me finish with the bad guys first. The bad guys that, you know, promote like vaccinations and GMO and all the other scary parts. They're here for a reason. Again, they need to create enough pressure in the pressure cooker so you guys wake, wake up. Because for somebody in a coma, they need some serious magic or some serious pressure for that change to happen. They need to be resuscitated. Resuscitating somebody is not a gentle process. You guys all watch TV. You know how it's done, right? It's a shockwave. Electricity is being used to resuscitate people. Electricity is a form of, you know, in some ways you can think of it as energy under pressure, right? That's electricity. So there is a reason why all of these GMOs and everything else is being placed on this planet is because it's time for you guys to wake up and understand the root cause, right? Understand that it is not normal for so many people to die of cancer. That it is not normal for so many people to even get cancer in the first place and then get it multiple times or die of heart disease, right? That is not normal, you guys. That is a problem. And if you think GMO is the root cause, I have bad news for you. GMO is not the root cause. It is just kind of like a supporting factor or a factor that goes alongside the fact that the heart muscle, the heart of humanity is not activated. The heart of humanity is in a coma. It needs to wake the hell up already. It's time. Let's talk about disease. Let's talk about disease. Most of the chronic disease in one way or another, whether for you or for the ancestry line, is unprocessed emotion. When so much emotion comes into your heart center, I don't mean just the physical heart, the etheric heart, they're all interconnected, the energetic heart. You have your energetic heart as well as your physical heart. So when that organ when that center gets bombarded with too much emotion, especially the emotion you guys don't want to deal with, you send it into a particular place in your body that it is not meant to live in. Emotions, by the way, are not meant as a class. Emotion as an energy is not supposed to be get stuck in your body. That is not where your emotion is supposed to go, you guys. Your emotions need to be processed and evacuated, processed and evacuated. It is... Your heart is thus an organ that is meant to eliminate things, right? Because yes, it's the give and take. Like it receives, but it also gives away. It doesn't hold on to stuff. What you guys end up doing is for all emotions that you are not ready to process, don't want to process, perceive as too deep or too hurtful, too painful or whatever, you deposit them where in some organ in your body that creates a block in that organ. Over time, the organ gets sick. 
over time, that organ is going to manifest itself or like you may get a cancer there. Seriously. And then, by the way, that is why there is so much heart disease. I mean, I don't know how much simpler it can get, you guys. Heart disease is like close to like the number one cause of death in the world. And you guys still don't think you have an issue with the heart. I don't know how much more literal it can get when you look at the statistics for death. Right? How much more literal can it get other than saying number one cause of humanity's death is heart disease? For you to start understanding that there's something wrong with the heart of humanity, right? Or like how, how I don't know how you guys just believe all of a sudden that high blood pressure is normal because so many people have it. It became normal. What is high blood pressure, you guys? High blood pressure is, again, the inability of the heart to process all the incoming emotions or the resistance to processing. The resistance. Here's, here's the deal. The heart is a very stretchable, the etheric heart, the energetic heart, is a very stretchable entity. What I mean by that is, essentially, its capacity is limitless because the, your heart center, energetic heart, not your physical heart, because your physical heart, yes, it has capacity. I hate to say this, 3D world, 3D things, like your body is a very 3D construct, has capacity. And, you know, you will have to work hard to increase the physical capacity of your heart. Right now I'm talking about the etheric capacity. Your etheric heart, etheric is the same thing as energy, energetic. Your energetic heart is essentially a copy-paste of the heart of the Divine Mother, the Divine Feminine. So if, you know, imagine that energy kind of like having the core, having the heart. What you have in your emotional body is you have this heart center in your emotional body. And this is essentially like a copy paste, like a smaller, a smaller hologram with the same type of energies that your mother has upstairs, like your divine mother has. So in other words, it's not like you're getting a heart that's somehow inferior by being in 3D. No, you don't. You get the heart that essentially has an unlimited capacity for feeling any type of emotion, by the way, the full range and the full depth into infinity. However, however, your personal depth, your personal depth of the heart is determined by how much you are choosing to accept of the frequency of emotion. That is very important. At any point in time, you're choosing to accept a certain amount. And then you're choosing to have a threshold. You're choosing to have a ceiling and a floor to how much emotion you can take in. Anything that is above and beyond that ceiling would create an overwhelm in your system and would create resistance in you. When that resistance is being created, then you're like, whoa, whoa, overdrive, overdrive. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Don't want to process this. Why don't I send this to an organ of mine? Or in this particular case, your blood pressure goes up. Because your blood pressure going up is you essentially sending that where? To your heart. You're like, my heart can't process this emotion. My heart can't eliminate this emotion. My heart can't process, can't eliminate. Why don't I, you know, stick it up in the heart and, you know, I'll figure it out later. And of course you never do. Yeah, of course you never do. Because you guys forgot how to have a relationship with your own body. So, you know... In the ideal world, you know, once you're stuck in emotion somewhere, it's kind of like sticking a sticky note on your computer screen. 
you know? That is kind of like, that was the initial intention, (laughs) right? Like, okay, let me explain what I mean by that. There is a process that you guys are using for dealing with unprocessed emotions. An unprocessed emotion is an energy. The energy doesn't disappear into nothingness, I hate to say. Just because you don't want to deal or you don't want to cope, it doesn't go away. That would be quite wishful thinking. Originally, originally, there was an agreement or there was, I, I, would, I would say it was more almost like a loophole for beings that didn't want that were hit with an, a certain amount of emotion. And generally that was traumatic emotion. This loophole was originally created for big, big, big chunks of trauma. Like, I don't know, your whole family dies type of trauma overnight. God forbid, by the way. But that type of trauma, right? Like, I just really want you to be on the same page with me and understand. And that loophole was was like, okay, we need a loophole for souls that are too young, can't process whatever emotion is hitting them. So we're going to enable, and, and by we, I mean higher beings decided that, right? That created this experience in the first place. We're going to enable this loop by the virtue of which this human is not going to have to deal with this emotion all in one fell swoop, but they can kind of store it for later. It's kind of like, you know, can I take my food to go? Please and thank you. Same same concept, right? You're like, okay, you can't handle 100% of this. Why don't you take 2% of this emotion and we're going to pack you 98 to go. Now, because the energy cannot go anywhere, that energy, that emotion is condensed kind of like, into a package. And that package is really condensed emotional energy, right? Because we just condensed 98% of a very, very strong emotion, right? And so it it became like a really, like a a globule, like a, um, a very potent, very heavy globule of energy. And then, of course, that energy needs to be stored somewhere. So it is actually it was decided that it would be up to the individual whether they want to stick that emotion up in their body. However, however, it was also meant, it was decided at that point in time that because that energy was going to be denser compared to everything else in the body energetically, uh, it would act almost like as a, as a sticky note of sorts. Because for humans are, that are in tune and in touch with their bodies, this much condensed energy feels weird if they're being present to the entirety of their body. And that's why it acts like a sore thumb. Like, it, it, like it's always in your face if you're looking. That, is, it, that emotion is that uncomfortable. Now, of course, that concept of the sticky note was a really, really good theoretical concept. But it turns out that on planets like planet Earth ain't working too well. As in, you're using the loop, right? Like you still remember subconsciously, by the way, this is all run by the subconscious. You still remember that there is a way out for you to not have to process 100% of your emotion. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, call this loop in. I'm going to pack that energy up, send it into my organ. And then you do this again, and you do this again, and you do this again. All of a sudden, your body is plastered with sticky notes. By the way, the one thing that I tend to see is somehow... Again, very subconsciously, you guys tend to nominate one organ or one part of your body as a dumping ground. The big dumpster. I mean, however one gets so lucky, I don't know, as an organ. But you totally do that. So 
you tend to pollute like a very particular area of your body. Like some people always carry things to the heart, increase their blood pressure. Other people always deposit things in their brain and that's how you get Alzheimer's and memory loss and all kinds of funny stuff. Other people deposit it in their ovaries and that's how you get infertility. Other people deposit it in their stomachs and that's how you get all kinds of like ulcers and other stomach issues. It's a, you get the point, right? Like somehow there is like a dumping ground that's being um, um, selected. Now, you know, obviously the process is subconscious. Very often there is a reason why a particular organ is being selected. You know, it's because there's something there to heal, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why you have psychosomatics. And, you know, I, I don't have to go here at that episode. But in other words, your disease is emotional. Literally 98% of all of these sicknesses or could, could, could ladder up to some type of emotion, um, you know, an, an, an emotional distortion. Anyhow, we're talking about the heart. <laughs> now, obviously, I know that you wouldn't just, you know, at, at, at this point, hopefully you know me better than that, right? Like at this point, I wouldn't just come and tell you about doomsday and, and how humanity is broken and everything and not tell you how to increase the capacity of your heart. So we're going to start working on this. If you would, you know, if, if you are so inclined and if you would love to join me, um, I would love to help you start working with your heart. So we're going to first start working with your lower heart, so to say. And I'm going to, uh, well, essentially we're going to work on the energy body today. We're now going to work on your physical heart. And that is okay because the way that, the human construct works is um, essentially they're all interrelated. So if we're working on your energetic heart, your physical heart is going to get the memo. I promise you and I guarantee you. Um, okay, here's what we're going to do. You want to close your eyes and you want to really get centered in your body you know, quiet down your mind, quiet down your breath. And you want to start breathing really deeply. Breathe, breath in and breath out. Breath in and breath out. So like I said, today, right now, we're going to work on the energy body of yours. Imagine that you are surrounded by a sphere of light. That represents your um, emotional body, actually, right? Emotional body. My dear friend, please pardon this quick interruption. If you like our podcast, we ask that you please help us spread the light by leaving a review on Apple Podcast so that more people could discover our content. Thank you so much. Blessed soul. And then inside of your emotional body, there is another sphere of light that represents your energy body. And they're interconnected. Interconnected. Now, in the middle, right, like energy body as well as emotional body, you know, is not just the outskirts or the surface of the sphere, but it's everything that's inside as well. Right? So it's not a hollow sphere, neither of your bodies are, but essentially that body is going to encompass 
the full entirety of everything that is inside of that bubble or inside of that sphere. So why don't you imagine that in the middle of your chest area, kind of like not too far from where your heart is, you have your energy heart as well, right? And that heart is emerald green. Well, in the ideal world, it's emerald green. Uh, as I'm scanning humanity, enough of you don't even can't even tell that it's emerald. Like enough of you are seeing it, your heart and your energy heart is some version, some shade of gray, actually. How sad is that? You can't even tell that it is green. So here's what we're going to do. Imagine that on the air, like on the on every in-breath, so like on the inhale, every time that you inhale, you inhale inside of your heart space. You inhale this very light blue energy. So this light, it's a little bit like cold looking, like the shade of this blue is like, it's uh, almost like steely. It kind of like reminds me of like frost, like it's like a frosty color type. Uh, but not white. It's it's like uh, it has like a blue tint to it, if that makes sense. So you want to start inhaling that blue energy inside of your heart center, your heart space, and that energy is actually really really potent, clearing energy for any type of dirt and debris, um, and it's um, you know intergalactic type of um, energy that is really really helpful. So you inhale this blue, and then as you exhale, as you release, because the exhale is the release, right? I want to, you to imagine that on the exhale, you're really kind of like, your heart is puffing out smoke, right? Like all of this grayness, all of this dirt, right? It's just like, you know, puffing out all of the smoke. And then again, you inhale the steely blue, and then you exhale smoke. Let's do it a few times here. You inhale the steely blue from the galaxy. Very motherly, you know, energies from the galaxy. And then you exhale smoke. And then you want to keep doing this. You want to keep repeating this exercise until what comes back is actually just pure air on the exhale, right? If you breathe enough times, eventually you're going to just breathe out air, right? Okay, so this, by the way, what just happened is we cleared the main pathways of your heart center. Because if um, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, if your pore is clogged, nothing is, is going to go in. So it's the same thing here, right? Like if the pathways of the heart are blocked, your capacity for processing new emotions is going to be drastically and dramatically limited. Okay. So you want, you've, you've done this breath. What I also want to do, right? Because right now, not enough of you are still seeing your heart as the emerald green. I want us to actually rewrite the codes of your heart. Here's how we're going to do that. We're going to rewrite the codes of your heart. Starting from the surface of your heart center. I want you to imagine that there is a thread of emerald green light. And that thread is starting to 
envelop your heart center, your green heart center and your energy center. It's kind of like, you know, weaving itself into the fabric of your mm, of your chakra. But it, it, it does so um, at the surface level, right? So it's almost like there are like stitches upon stitches, almost like somebody's embroidering. Actually, embroidering is a really, really good analogy, I think, in a word here. Imagine that the surface of your heart, right, is being embroidered with this like thread of light, right? It's not a fabric, it's a thread of light. And it is the color emerald green. It's really, 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 really beautiful. Now, allow that embroidery um, to start showing the pattern, you know, it's going to have a pattern, like the surface of your heart area is going to have a pattern. This pattern is unique to you, right? By the way, you don't have to see it. Like I know some of you are struggling to like, see very, very specific things, especially like there are like tiny details, right? Just know that that golden thread is weaving itself into a pattern on the surface of that green heart of yours. Now, allow that pattern to cover the fullness and the entirety of your heart. And now imagine that your two, the two arms of yours, your two hands, right? That you're kind of like holding your heart from two sides. You're kind of like holding it like a bowl for the lack of a better word um, or analogy, right? So like imagine that you're holding it and imagine that through the palms of your hand on the both sides of this of this bowl uh, of this heart that is now encapsulated in this emerald green pattern, imagine that you're starting to send the greenest of greens emerald energy straight from your palms into this heart space. As I'm scanning humanity, I see some of you are not able to produce that green stream. It's fine. Imagine that there is a waterfall of green emerald light, which is essentially it's an eternal and endless waterfall. It's going to keep flowing for as long as it needs to fall. Don't worry about it. And you have access to it. And imagine that it's flowing all over your body. And as it's flowing over your body, you are getting saturated with those green emerald energies. As you're getting saturated with this green emerald energies, now your hands are saturated with them. And all of a sudden, you can really start saturating your heart center with these emerald energies as well through the palms of your hands, right? Now you are the, the giving, but also you're receiving, right? So you are the donor, essentially through the waterfall, but still, and you are the receptacle, right? So we really want to establish that healthy, healthy relationship here. And here is as like, this is what I want you to imagine now. And this is how we're going to rewrite the codes. So each of you now have a pattern, whatever the pattern looks like, it's going to be very, very different on, on the surface of your heart center. Imagine, by the way, so for some of you, it'll be like a sacred geometry pattern. For some of you, it might be flo a floral pattern. Like, really, like, don't worry about it. For some of you, it's going to look like a very mathematical pattern, like a pattern of numbers, almost like, you know, like, do, if you guys have watched The, the Matrix, um, you know, how Neo sees The Matrix, like, on his screen in, like, green, like, streams of, of numbers. That is how the pattern is going to look for some of you. There's no wrong answer, by the way. So imagine that this pattern is starting to sift into 
almost like sift inside of your heart space. It's almost like as if it was a stencil, you know, um, and almost like a stencil dipping and like sub being submerged in something that is very soft, like a soft fabric almost. So it's penetrating, right? And as it's penetrating, it's going to travel down the meridians of your heart, right? The meridians are energy centers, energy highways, especially essentially of your heart. And this is the pattern that, again, it was created by the universe specifically for you based on your needs. And because this process is governed by your guardian angel and your other helpers, your other etheric helpers, there is no way that you can get it wrong. And so as that pattern sifts inside of your heart center, inside of that sphere, essentially from every, every, like every angle, right? From um, every aspect of this, every um, part of that sphere, right? Essentially this pattern is going to start moving towards the center, the very, very nucleus, the very center of your heart. So imagine that and then allow that process to happen naturally. And then feel that how the middle of your heart center is kind of like very, a very magnetic nucleus, right? It's straight in the middle. And it's starting to attract all of those patterns or that pattern that was in the very, um, at the surface of the sphere just a few seconds ago. And now this magnet at the very beginning is attracting that pattern and it's solidifying. So now it's kind of like, really fully solid and that is how we've just rewritten the codes of your heart in order to be able to upgrade your receptacle right so essentially what we just did we first we did the clearing we, we did the cleaning some cleanup work and then we rewrote the codes so that you're going to be able to essentially upgrade the capacity of your heart. So this one was all about capacity. Specifically, I mean, uh, sorry, by capacity, I mean the like frequencies, right? So what this new pattern is going to enable you to do is to be able to receive a richer frequency of emotions, which is definitely one way of integrating the heart. The, uh, one more thing that I want to do here is this. We want to increase the depth of your heart center. Here's what I want you to imagine. Imagine that there is a stream of green light um, or green water, actually. Why don't we take the water? And that water is starting to penetrate um, your etheric, your energy heart. You know, this structure, the green emerald structure that we were just working with. And imagine that this water is filling your heart to the brim like essentially you want to get it down to capacity right like enough like literally if it's a sphere right like imagine feeling it as if the sphere was a vessel with this emerald green energy that is starting to like flow from the top for you okay enough of you i feel are close to done right done right okay cool so now it feels like there's no way that you can fit any more of this green light right? Okay, correct. Now, I want you to zoom into your heart and realize that your heart is actually not at all full when you reach that capacity. In fact, 
I want you to realize that there is a complete empty pocket in a place that you haven't even looked. There's like this empty pocket of a vacuum. Do you see that? And that is the size of your entire, like whatever space that you have just filled up, that pocket is the exact same size. And you didn't even realize it. Do you see that? That your capacity is actually double what you thought it was? Cool. Now that that blind spot is out of your way, start filling in that pocket with this green energy. And also for some of you, there might be a membrane that separates your container that you just filled from that other pocket. That's why I haven't noticed it in the first place. So I want you to like get rid of the membrane. You can take the scissors and cut the membrane out, or you can kind of like, you know, whatever, you can burn the membrane, whatever feels good, you know, for some of you, like just get rid of the membrane one way or another. Okay, now you see how you're able to receive a lot more green energy, a lot more emerald energy. Yay. Okay. Let's do this one more time. Did you guys realize that there's another pocket on the other side? Like if you're working with your left side, there's another pocket on the right side or vice versa. The same exact pocket. Yeah. And another set of membrane um, that you need to cut or burn. Like pay attention, right? Again, you didn't even realize that your heart had that level of capacity, but it does. Because once again, your heart was molded and was modeled based on the heart of the great she or the great mother. And she has an unlimited heart. So here's the kicker. Your heart is unlimited. The only thing that makes it feel limited is the presence of these membrane structures that are actually, the only thing that they're doing is constricting your vision or constricting your perception, or restricting your perception, right? So like, it's like you perceive that there's, you know, a finite amount of your heart, but there actually isn't. And once you reach capacity of your heart, there's more pockets that are going to manifest themselves. A good analogy that can think of this is, do you guys know what the word document, or Google Docs, whatever you're using, but that it has that, um, that same framework the same type you know how essentially your word document has an unlimited number of pages give or take like in theory it is like obviously you're going to run out of uh, memory on your hard drive or whatever but it, it kind of does have an unlimited capacity right however for you like you don't get all of these pages right away like the word document is going to give you like two or three pages or whatever like that are blank pages and then it's going to stop it's not going to give you like three bazillion pages because it doesn't want to use the RAM of your device, right? So it's trying to save memory. It's the same thing with your heart, right? Like in order for you to get access to the new pocket or in order for you to get access to the new Word document uh, page, you're going to need to act actually need it as in you need to um, have run out of your current capacity, if that makes sense. So your heart is going to keep opening up the more pockets you fill up. So you can stay here and, and fill up pockets. Like literally the more pockets you can fill up with this green emerald energy, the bigger your capacity of the heart is going to be in order to process the emotions. However, 
you can also just say that you want to increase the capacity of your heart by a certain number of times. Let's say, I declare that I want to increase the capacity of my heart by a thousand times. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Like the moment you say this, the moment you say this, the capacity of your heart is already increased. Ask and it shall be given. That is the promise to you and that is the law, right? So by the virtue of you making the declaration that the, the capacity of your heart has increased by X percent or X number of times, it has already been done. Cool. Last but not least, I really wanted to give you this higher heart activation. Unfortunately, we don't have that much time to dive into the higher heart because obviously I got really animated about the topic of the heart. And so we took a little longer than I originally thought. But um, enough of you have heard about the thymus gland. The thymus gland is your higher heart. The thymus gland is located in your chest, kind of like a, like in your chest area, kind of like a little bit. So first it's in the middle, right? Um, and it is... Uh, meaning in the center of your chest, right? Not to the left, not to the right. It's kind of in the middle of your chest. And um, I've already referred to your thymus gland in previous episodes. If you kind of like stand, if you imagine yourself standing and then you stretch your arms to the sides, so essentially w w once you start forming the, the shape of a human cross, if that makes sense, right? Like a cross shape. Wherever the vertical axis of you and the horizontal axis of you meet, is going to be the great zero, right? Zero on both axes. And that center, that point is going to be thymus or your higher heart. Thymus is a gland. It has multiple functions in the physical body, but thymus also has an, an etheric or energetic counterpart. And the function of the your etheric thymus is to increase the range of emotion that you are able to receive in your heart space. So instead of just being able to receive the red, you can really upgrade if you use the power of thymus and you can really like 10x that range. You could be like, okay, like not just the red, but I want the yellows and the oranges and the greens. Here we go. If you want that and if you want that very massive upgrade, you better work with thymus. Thymus gets activated for real five dimension plus, five dimension and above. You know, given that we're starting to transition into 5D consciousness, some people kind of like borderline exist um, in both. The conversations about thymus are becoming more and more prevalent and more and more um, top of mind for people. So you're going to hear uh, start hearing a lot more about thymus in, in the years to come, so don't be surprised. Right now it's still a little bit nascent, but again, Thymus is your higher heart. Its energies are pink, kind of like pink quartz, so like gentle pink, baby pink, not your fuchsia pink. You cannot have a fully activated heart unless you have the higher heart activated in your body. But just activating the higher heart is only half the issue. Essentially, you're as a 3D human, the going into 5D, or you as a human on planet Earth, your most optimal state is having both your lower heart, 
the emerald heart and your higher heart, the milky pink heart, activated at the same time. And because we are, you and I, already in the meditative state, why don't we just complete this meditation um, with the higher heart activation, which I'm super excited about. Okay. Imagine... Uh, by the way, let, let's first focus on your body, right? So like thymus, which is your higher heart, your pink, is a little bit up compared to your low, like your your lower heart, right? They're very they're next to each other, but like I think a good proxy for you to understand, think of your green heart as being located a little bit below your higher heart, which is located above. Essentially, they form a figure eight. I want you to think about the figure eight right now with your higher heart, the pink one, being the top loop of the figure eight, and your lower heart, the green one, being the bottom loop of the figure eight. And here's what I'd like for you to imagine. Imagine that your higher heart is starting to awaken. Like a good proxy for thymus is actually the pink rose. So the higher heart that's activated is going to start blooming with a bunch of pink roses. So what you want to imagine is that like a hand is stretched out from the top, like, I don't know, from the sky or whatever, right? And we're working with Divine Feminine today. So the Great Mother has showed up again. Um, and she is starting to water your higher heart, your thymus, your pink center. And as she waters it, it's starting to come alive in more ways than one. And it's starting to bloom and it's starting to blossom. And all these like pink baby roses are starting to come and cover um, the surface of your thymus gland. It's really, really beautiful and pretty and oh, so magical even. And as that happens, there starts, there are like that, there is a jump start of a new cycle of energy, of pink energy. And you're like feeling like it's starting to circulate. It's starting to first just do go in circle, in circular motion, um, surrounding your thymus in just circular motion, completing the circle and then going back and just kind of like in a continuous fashion. So imagine that there is like that pink circle. And now pay attention to your lower heart and the emerald energies. And unbeknownst to you, there is like another circle of these green energies that have already been alive and well in your body and they're already are circulating in a circle. And now I would, so like essentially you have two circles, one pink and one green, the pink on top and the green on the bottom. And now I would like for you to imagine that these two circles are merging into one figure eight. And so that pink energy is doing the loop of the eight, the top loop. And then as it get, goes down, right, into the second loop, into the green loop, it kind of like merges with that emerald green energy. And they're like joined, the, like they're like kind of like holding hands, if that makes sense, these two energies. And then the bottom loop is the emerald green energy. And as it finishes and completes loop and starts, it's, you know, um, goes back to that middle point of the infinity symbol of the figure eight, right? Again, it's like there are these two energies, the pink and the green are like holding hands. And then so like they interchange and intertwingle and inter 
connect with one another. And so imagine that this energy starting to course, switching from pink to green, from pink to green, from green to pink, from pink to green and back and forth. And imagine how it's starting to accelerate um, as it travels up the figure eight. And essentially, um, as it accelerates, you really feel like almost like you're starting to float up, like you become lighter and you become like more activated. You really feel like elevated and somehow almost like happier or like expansive. It's almost like you're becoming somehow like more airy um, and lighter in general, kind of like you're starting to float up a little bit. That is what the energy of the higher heart activation is going to do. It's going to make you feel lighter um, and more loving and more joyful and just more accepting, actually, of what is, more compassionate. Um, you know, it, it's going to bring about a lot of positivity also. It's a very optimistic energy, very lighthearted energy. Um, the energy that attracts happiness, it attracts a lot of support. It's a very supporting energy. It's a very nurturing energy, very motherly energy, a very forgiving energy. It's not a very rigid energy at all, right? And so, you know, now that this figure eight is activated, what you want to imagine, right, is that there is a new grid that is being built in your body. And I mean physical body this time around. Imagine that your physical body like gets a new set of armor that is a grid, and that grid can only receive the energies of the higher heart. It's kind of like only one type of energy is welcome there. And as your figure eight goes through its course of activation, imagine that it's starting to pump this beautiful pink energy straight into the new grid of your body that has just been created specifically for this purpose. And as it does so, imagine this beautiful pink energy starting to circulate all over your body and course through it and go to every single a part of your body and cover your body fully and completely and allow that energy to keep coursing in the way that it's meant to course, keep moving in the way that it's meant to move, saturating that grid fully and completely. And know that this energy is available to you anytime you require healing, anytime you require um, divine love or guidance from the Great Mother, anytime that you feel overwhelmed or require, you know, stress relief, anytime you feel pessimistic or don't see how whatever happened could lead you to a positive outcome, anytime that the going gets hard. Call on the energies of your higher heart and feel free to repeat the meditation with the figure eight and then the saturation of the grid of your body with this beautiful high dimensional pink frequencies. This is actually an overall very healthy thing. It's a very healing practice. And you can even create smaller grids for yourself or like different organs if you feel like an organ uh, of yours is hurting or is under a lot of pressure or if you're experiencing pain like a chronic pain in the organ feel free to create a separate grid with higher energies of the heart specifically for that organ and just stay in these energies and yeah you would actually be surprised you're gonna sleep really really well tonight 
pink energies are just so amazing for full-blown relaxation they're one of the best things you can do for yourself in order to just like let go and release um, any type of pressure or inconsistency in your body yeah that is the practice i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope it was good i hope it was fun i feel like there may be one question um, that i may be able to take from the collective anything that you wanted to ask about the higher heart the heart in general or the divine feminine you may ask me just make sure that this is really useful for the rest of the collective i am here to take the question right now great the question is what is the source of the pink energies and how do I make sure I don't run dry? What if my thymus cannot generate enough pink energies? Thank you so much. That is a very, very, very good question. I'm going to take you to a place where the pink energies live. And I'm going to give you the access codes to be able to go there anytime. So you never have to be worried that you don't have access to the energies of the higher heart. Okay, this is going to be really quick. Imagine that we're standing in front of the gates and the gates are pink and they're very tall um, and they, they're very kind of like vintage gates. They have all these twirls and swirls. They're very beautiful and they're locked. And the lock is actually, it, it's, um, it's in the shape of a heart. And so you want to come up to that gate and you want to put your left hand on that gate and you want to ask Divine Mother to give you access codes in order to be able to get into her sacred space. Because we are going into the sacred space of the rose is what it's called. And this is where the energies of the higher heart live. So let's stay here for a little bit. The Divine Mother is granting all of us permission to proceed. So imagine those gates opening up and walk you, you walking in. And essentially you're walking down the pink path. It's a beautiful path and there are pink fluffy clouds in the sky. And it's really beautiful. It's very magical. It feels like very fairy tale-like. And then it's a nice beautiful day and there's like a warm breeze. And then you are walking up to a lake. And that lake is the pinkest of pinks, that baby pink that you could imagine. And exactly the color of your higher heart. This is the receptacle of the higher dimensional love frequency of the great she, of mother, of the great mother. This is her energy, and she's sharing those energies with you freely. Feel free, actually, to submerge yourself inside of this sacred lake. And as you do that, feel how that energy is both very familiar and almost like well-forgotten. You almost forgot how it feels. It like feels like the best bath you could imagine. With like petals and like 
the prettiest color of the bath and just like a very decadent experience but also so soothing and healing and just it feels like a collective exhale is how this energy feels like no more pressure only serenity and divinity and nurturing energy and support so feel being held by the energies of the divine mother and her higher love for you and enable and allow those energies to penetrate every single cell of your body allow yourself to bask in those energies but also memorize that energy at cell level now every cell of your body is going to remember how it feels to be held by the great divine mother let's say thank you to the great divine mother by putting our hands on our heart and bending our heads as a sign of respect and gratitude thank you divine mother for giving us access codes and keys in order to be able to enter your sacred kingdom i know that your kingdom is very plentiful and this is just one aspect of your kingdom but we're really grateful for your continuous support of planet earth and our work here and for your nurturing energies of the higher heart thank you all right well that was the meditation so now that you know that the source of this higher heart pink energies is this beautiful lake, you can come back here anytime. And don't you worry, there's more than enough to go about to jumpstart your higher heart. I hope this was helpful. I want to thank the collective for being paying attention today, for asking really smart questions and for giving me feedback that I was able to react to in real time. I hope this episode was helpful to you. It is my deep passion and my mission to make sure that we activate the heart of humanity, that we start anchoring divine feminine energies to a very significant degree on planet Earth. This is my deep passion and I am extremely grateful to be able to share this knowledge with you and to be able to share the practices with you. I guess the last thought I would want to leave you with is know that you have what it takes to be able to live a life of complete fulfillment, complete serenity, complete joy, complete love. Know that you were born and you were made to be a complete human, not just a one-sided human. You are always meant to evolve. And thank you for your commitment taking that next step with me for doing the work for yourself and the planet and for integrating your higher heart today i am grateful for you thank you i have a great day thank you so much for listening to conversations with my higher self podcast we hope that you enjoyed this episode please visit thisismaria.com for more insights and offerings from maria and sergey it is T-H-I-S-I-S-M-A-R-I-Y-A dot com. We hope to see you in future episodes.